This is Daizenshu EX, the podcast, episode 4 for the week of December 11th, 2005. Welcome everyone to the fourth episode of Daizenshu EX, the podcast. My name is Michael Labrie. You may know me as Vegito EX Online. Unfortunately, today our faithful, locationally displaced lackey Julian could not be with us. So in his place, I've gained two new lackeys. To my left is the lovely Mary. Say hello. Hello. And to my right is someone that you guys probably have not yet met. And this would be Scott Melzer. Hello, Master. Hello. I have a new faithful manservant. I'm not locationally displaced. I'm right here. (laughs) I like that better. At your side. (laughs) Yes. So this is going to be a special episode, not just because Julian's not with us. Hooray! I I don't know where he is. He said, I can't be available until after 10. And so I said, well, we're doing (laughs) it without you. (laughs) So this week we are not going to do our general, uh, we do pronunciations and release schedule and that kind of stuff. We're going to give that a break for the week and talk about some other interesting things that affect Dragon Ball and its fandom. Scott, you want to just say a little bit about what you have done? With Dragon Ball? With Dragon Ball. Oh, that limits things. (laughs) That's good. Well, uh, I've been an anime fan for about 39 years now, and I've seen a whole lot of shows come and go. And with Dragon Ball, well, I saw that when it was just... Really, really crappy AMVs on tape at conventions. Those things were just ads for the movies, essentially. And every <laughs> once in a while, I'd see one of those movies at, a, at an anime con. And that was really exciting to me, because then I'd say, Oh, that's cool. Now I know what happened to this guy, whose name I have no idea what it is. <laughs> or why that guy has a halo on. Well, it doesn't seem to slow him down, so obviously he's not dead. Well, he's in the next dimension. Uh, well, I also had no idea what the order was. <laughs> so, uh, or even that it was based on a TV show. Well, after I got more and more into into fandom, and I started to do music videos, well, Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z seemed to be the big cliche overused footage that everybody had seen. So by the time I started to get into Dragon Ball Z... Already at that point, I thought, well, I've got to make it different. I've got to do something completely different. Right. So whenever I would use Dragon Ball, which uh, I haven't used very much, so I'm not quite sure why I'm here. (laughs) But when I do use Dragon Ball, I always try to use it very differently than it's been used before. You mentioned music videos, so I'd like to hit upon that briefly. (laughs) (laughs) All three of us have been involved with music videos. Funny that. That's true. That's Quite interesting. Scott, you were mentioning uh, early videos. When did you begin making music videos? In 1994, I, <laughs> sorry, in 1994, uh, I went to the, the first Otakon, and mm-hmm. I saw music videos there, and I was really blown away by that. The idea was that here's something that fans can make, that fans can do. I had really thought that being an anime fan meant just sitting on your butt and watching that the only thing that you can ever do is see something that was made 10 or 15 years previous. And yeah, this was a long time ago. You never saw a show that was earlier than, say, five years old. But you would see these shows, and they'd be subtitled, and that was about all you could do, because you could not affect the original creators. You couldn't go back in time and, say, talk to people who were making Dirty Pair or anything like that. So when I started making music videos... 
I thought this is really great because I can use this footage, but I can do something completely new with it. So that was in uh, the very tail end of 94, beginning of 95 when I started. And it was a really, really different time back then. And now, Mary, you've also been making music videos for quite a number of years. When and how did you begin? I started a few years after Scott. Originally, when I was a kid, I had this odd fascination with timing things up to music. like uh, Just like in the car commercial. <laughs> uh like, I'd take songs that were on cassette tapes and, like, put them up to the TV and see how things would sing together. I don't know why, but this amused me for hours on end. I and then that. Ah. Queen works really, really well with <laughs> Warner Brothers cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> try, try that at home. Um, eventually, a friend of mine lent me a tape of the Oticon 1998 um, music video contest. And I think he actually got it from Scott because I don't know where I was else. Say, he did be- Scott give you I, that I'm tape? Pretty, no, it wasn't. I didn't get it from Scott, but my it friend got it from she him. She was underage then. <laughs> and I saw this tape. I'm like, oh my god, people, people do this. This is awesome. Oh, I forgot to mention that prior to that, I had tried making my own music video using two VCRs because I was bored one day and I had all these fan subs lying around. And I thought, hey, why not try this, throw some clips together, see what happens. And then when I saw the Oticon tape, that's when I realized there were contests for these things. Oh, those were the old camcorder days. Oh, <laughs> yes, the camcorder days. I've seen some of those. So we're talking about music videos, but as this is a Dragon Ball-related podcast, I want to bring in the Dragon Ball kind of effect on music videos. <laughs> can, can you say artistic suicide? Exactly, and it's something let, that you touched upon. Say, <laughs> Apparently it's impossible to say artistic suicide. Suicide, side, 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 side. Now, Mary, when you began making music videos, you were already a Dragon Ball fan. I was already a hardcore Dragon Ball fan at that Hi, point. Hi, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've been into it at that point about three years, two years Maybe three years, yeah. Three, three years Three years, right. and I made a couple of various music videos using the two VCR method, but my first uh, real uh, two VCR method videos and my first uh, digital AMVs were all Dragon Ball, because that's what I knew. Right. So as you were already a Dragon Ball fan, when you started making these Dragon Ball music videos, what was your intention or desire to make? What was this final product supposed to be? Just something that I can sit down and enjoy and watch because at that point there wasn't really an online audience, as far as I knew. Right. Like I knew there were conventions and contests, but at that point I did not have any knowledge on how to send these videos over to those places. So I was making my videos for myself and for people on my site. So, you know, I just knew people would be familiar with the footage anyway, so hopefully they'd get a kick out of it. So there wasn't really any point. So it was, I like Dragon Ball, I want to have fun. Yeah. Let's make them. Okay. Now, Scott, when mm-hmm. you began making music yes, videos... <laughs> <laughs> when you began making music videos, you didn't start with Dragon Ball, of course. You started with... Your first video was a Rama video. Yeah. I actually had never seen Dragon Ball Z by that time. I was kind of a latecomer because I only got to see it very occasionally at conventions. I think I did see one movie at, at the first... Oticon. But it is very true. You will play with what you know. You right. will get interested and excited about exploring further possibilities. I think that music videos and what we'll get into later, fan parodies, are essentially the same type of thing as a fanfic. If you're excited about a certain character or certain situations or whatnot, you just want to explore it. You want to see what else could happen, what you can do with it. Hey, wouldn't it be neat to put this 
paper doll outfit on this <laughs> character. Hey, isn't that kind of cool? It all comes from the same creative type of thing. Right. So, yeah, I was a big fan of Ranma at the time. I'd lost a girlfriend a little, a little earlier. And so my first video, after seeing these videos, oh, I have to do this, I have to do this. I was listening to the song Love Stinks on the air, and, um, well, it just seemed to be something that I could do with Ranma. I'm going to turn back to Mary for a second. You've made, I don't want to say a lot of Dragon Ball videos, but if you go back to your... She's be- made a lot <laughs> If you go Dragon back to the Ball beginning videos. of your catalog, you have made a lot of Dragon Ball videos. Yeah. Less so since probably about 2000. Yeah, I think that was but pretty much it. Partly because I wanted to... the prescription drugs kicked in. <laughs> Partly because I ran out of ideas... And I just want to work with other anime. Is there any particular Dragon Ball, just Dragon Ball video itself, not a various video, that you're especially proud of for some reason? Do you think of it, my own? Yes, of your own. Oh my you gosh! You can't be proud of somebody else's. <laughs> um, I'm very proud tough. of this thing I ripped off. <laughs> it was great. It was this Lincoln Park video. It was awesome. Ironically. <laughs> My favorite one is a Linkin Park Dragon Ball video that the I Trunks made. One? The Trunks one, yeah. Traces of Insanity. It because it's my favorite character, I'm biased in the first place. And I think that video came together pretty well in in terms of what I imagined in my head and then putting, you know, onto the timeline and exporting and pretty much the idea was let's show Trunks being really crazy. I know he's not insane in the show, but I wanna portray him as being really disturbed and having no self confidence and my daddy beats me, and <laughs> all that good stuff. So so what you did with the video that I guess you're proud of is you explored something that was kind of prevalent in the original. Yeah, but they didn't explore it themselves. So you, you brought it out and explored it yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's something really neat that you can do with music videos, so I can see why you'd be proud of something like that. Yes. <laughs> now, Scott, you've done two Dragon Ball videos that I'm aware of, unless there's something you're not telling me. There's a lot of things I'm not telling you, Master. <laughs> These two videos are Live and Let Die, which is from 1998, and This is DBZ Life, which was from 2001, correct? Correct. All right. Now, <laughs> I guess of the two... You win. <laughs> yes, what do I win? You get to keep me instead of Julian. <laughs> All right. <laughs> of these two, oh, and ju- the I guess... question. <laughs> just... Just disregarding the rest of your video catalog for a minute. Or even if you're proud of both of them, what do you think really stands out about these as videos? Not necessarily as Dragon Ball videos, but as videos in general. You mean i got to say something nice about my own work? You do. I know. I I found that odd, too. Yeah, I can see the sweat drop just coming (laughs) off of Mary's. uh, And it's not one of those plastic ones you buy at a con, either. I like making people uncomfortable. I would have to say that I'm proud of what I tried to do with Live and Let Die. That was essentially the classic done in an hour by a 12-year-old who doesn't know what the hell they're doing type of time. When you looked at a lot of the DBZ videos at the time, that's what they were. You'd take one movie and you just throw a bunch of cool fight scenes and timing was really not an issue right. at the it time. Right. Was, it was easy and fun to do. Yeah. And, and so that's what I was looking at. Well... I really, really started to like the the footage. It was vibrant, it was exciting, it was recognizable characters, there was a lot of motion and action in it, so the part of me, and, and I'd done a lot of drama videos before, right. I'd done a lot of very serious videos before. So I decided, hey, I'll try this, 
But I really wanted to twist it. I really wanted to make it a little more serious. And I don't really think I succeeded. We did it in only about two days, where normally for me I take about two months to do a video. Now, at this point, you were still using two VCRs. Oh, God, yes. Or rather, what? And fan what, subs. Three VCRs <laughs> by the time yeah, this video finished? Yeah, that's true. The one, <laughs> the, the, the one video died in the middle of the production, <laughs> and uh, this was only two days. So it died at the end of the first day. I had to run out in the morning, buy a second one, and, uh, uh, yeah. and then continue... Uh, the next day but i tried to take something that at the time was nothing but cheesy action not that there weren't some good videos that were being done then it's just most of what i had seen at the time at the convention right were just that they were here's a three minute ad for a movie or perhaps one episode where an entire video would be done from that so i had four movies fan subbed <laughs> at the time Oh, God, that was a huge amount of footage. <laughs> and uh, I took that and tried to make essentially an action video, but I wanted to have some drama around it. So I tried to make it nostalgic. And I think if you are if you really, really pay attention, or if you're me, <laughs> or you, you see that. But I don't, I don't really think it worked. I don't think it did. It really captured what I wanted. But I'm glad that I tried that. And that type of thing, the using things atypically, trying to do something very different than what's been done before has been right. a hallmark of, of what I've done ever since. Right. And now jumping ahead to 2001 with This Is DBZ Life, <laughs> <laughs> which I guess you could say is it's a drama video, it's an action video, it's a comedy video. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's all over the place. What was your original vision for that video? I was driving. I was listening to the Fight Club soundtrack. <laughs> Fortunately, I had the reissue, which has that uh, bonus track. I found out that everyone else that I know who owns that soundtrack doesn't have that song. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which is which is pretty crazy. So, a little while ago, we did this little video for Otakon's MAT3K, where we used Pokemon and did a little trailer for Fight Club. So, I had in my mind the image of... Every time Tyler Durden would speak, it would be Pikachu. <laughs> now, yes, this is as disturbing as it sounds. When I was driving, I was thinking about Pikachu. And if anyone's ever heard the song, it has essentially lines from the movie that Tyler Durden keeps saying over and over and over again. And he, he keeps insisting on tearing down your life and all this sort of stuff. And then I have absolutely no idea where this came from. Instead of Pikachu, it was Vegeta. So whenever somebody says, where do you get your ideas? Like, oh, I'm listening to music in the car, which is probably, bing, survey says 97%. Yes. <laughs> so true. When, whenever that happened, this was actually true. And, and so instead of Pikachu, all of a sudden it became Vegeta. And then I started listening to the lyrics, and I kept playing the song over and over and over again. And I was thinking, oh, my God, that makes sense. Holy crap. That's, yeah, that makes sense, which is usually the warning sign. It's going to be a terrible video. <laughs> Because a lot of fanboys or, or, or fangirls, they get along. It's like, wow, this is the greatest idea. This is the greatest idea. About four seconds worth is a good idea. Right. And three and a half minutes worth are forced. Well, I'll usually fight against an AMV idea. By the time I got home and listened to the song over and over and over again, I was finding ideas not just for one part, not just for another part. So I started watching the actual Fight Club music video, which is mm -hmm. on, on the DVD. And there's a lot of humor in that movie. There's comedy, there's drama, there's, right. there's a whole lot mixed in there. And I essentially was trying to do what the original music video did. 
However, they do this really cool effect where they speed up and slow down the camera, you know, zip right up and stop. And I tried duplicating that with footage, but unfortunately, anime doesn't usually do a lot of background motion. Right. Uh, you might have a pan or two, but that's about it. So that didn't work. So out of those experiments came the, the jump cutting, which I'd done slightly before, but now I did obsessively. People think you actually created a new effect with that, or at least they did it at the time. Uh, I, I can't even begin to fathom how many emails I got, because I was hosting the video at the time. That more said, than me. <laughs> how, what was that effect? And I had to explain to them, it's just cutting. Patience, young grasshopper. Cut the footage, what, every three, four frames? Five or six. <laughs> five or six. Five. It's not as bad as it sounds. <laughs> five or six. Yes, only, it is. What are you talking about? Only six times per second. <laughs> but a problem with that is you don't know if that is going to be a really cool effect that looks good or people are going to have epileptic fits. You don't know if it's going well, to both. completely or, or possibly. <laughs> oh, this is great! <laughs> <laughs> now, the one big thing I want to touch on with this is DBZ Life was the reaction it got at Otakon. You mean the part before I cried? Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I guess after you cried too. <laughs> you the video was in the action regular category. Is not that sound right? Yeah, one one of one of the two. Action the two action categories. categories. They, they had two. One of them only had five videos, and the other had seven. Right. I think yours was. One I was in the one with the five. Yeah. You were the last video in your category. You remember more than I do. I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I try to block out. <laughs> and we actually weren't sitting with you for the screening of the AMV contest for whatever reason. Only the girl that I had a crush on, who was in the process of dumping me, was sitting oh. with me. Yes, I remember. Well, that's why I don't remember anything else. <laughs> So the video played, and I remember approximately half a second of silence, and then this giant, giant eruption of a combination of laughter, applause, cheering, what other words can be used to describe this, and it kind of poured over into the next like title card, <laughs> and, and I remember seeing you with tears in your eyes yeah. afterwards, and... Just as a Dragon Ball fan, that kind of meant definitely a, great. Lot, a lot to me because here was this Dragon Ball video in what I like to think is the biggest AMV contest right. in the country, <laughs> at least was at that point. And I definitely, totally, and to see that video get that not just a good response, but from every single person in that audience just stood up and cheered for yeah, it. Yeah, people people stood up. I, I remember that. <laughs> that was just amazing to me. And I think that proves that it doesn't matter what you're using. If if you get that connection, you've got that connection kind of thing. Yeah. Well, unfortunately with Dragon Ball, so much of it has been done at just the you know, having a light, fun time with it. Which, the, honestly, I have no problem with people doing that. Nor I. Go make a bad video. I do it. You know, make you know, have, Mary does it. Have a good time. Make a make a video that's that's technically terrible. Maybe it only uses one show. Maybe it reuses clips over and over again, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If you want to do that, no problem. The problem comes in when these are what get submitted to conventions. Thousands of people see them. They see a lot like them, and they get jaded. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, that that is what had happened. You essentially had complete overexposure to that footage not being used to tell a story not right. being used to do anything except repeat what was done in the what was done in the show right and completely losing any subtlety of character or humor or whatnot which is in the show 
because definitely it's all dialogue. Right. When you're ripping the footage out, somebody's standing there talking. You don't know if they're saying something very emotional or, or whatnot. You know, when when Vegeta actually does something nice, uh, the couple of times when that happened, you know, I'm in tears. But <laughs> me too. But you don't. You can't tell that from the footage. So the only thing that really came across before that in the, in the footage was those types of action videos. Well, I like Dragon Ball, and if I'm going to do a video, I'm not going to do something that's just going to be the same thing, the same thing that's been done before. Right. So I really, really thought, if I'm going to do a video using this song, and I've got that idea, I've got to make sure I do ten times the job that I would normally do, because it will not be accepted by that group. Right. And it's not their fault. No. Uh, they've been kicked in the head 20 times. <laughs> yeah, you can't blame <laughs> you them can't at all. You can't blame the victim. And here I am with the boot. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm gearing up for a kick. So so I realized as I was making that, that it's got to be very different. I don't know whether or not it's going to be good, but I'm certainly going to put the effort into it. Uh, it's really hard to talk about your own work and not come off as an arrogant bastard. <laughs> but I honestly, I didn't think it was that good. I didn't think that that it was going to do well. I was really nervous about it. I poured my heart and my soul. I was nervous about it. Yeah. I mean, well, you guys had helped me with it. Yeah, you were kind of the consultants on that yeah. one. <laughs> and there were a lot of technical problems. It was made at the same time that we made This Is Otakudom. Uh, <laughs> and it did not have the ending that I wanted. No, I know that. It didn't have a lot of what I wanted. There were several parts where I could... It, believe it or not, there are things that don't happen in Dragon Ball. Just about everything happens in Dragon Ball. <laughs> and I'm sitting here thinking, okay, I need a scene where blah and blah and blah, blah, blah. And there he goes, that'd be episode 392, 14 minutes in. Like, oh, let me check that out. It's only 13 minutes. Aha, you lied. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> but there were some things that we just couldn't find. And uh, Tyler's talking about this, this incredibly weird stuff. And we're trying to think of something that not not just fits the words, because you make a video where the video fit the words. Why bother watching the video? Right, you can just listen to the song. Yeah, think about like, it. Uh, it's probably going to be better than what, whatever you're doing. So but you have to do something new with it. You have to twist it. You have to have the combination of the video and the song be more than the sum of their parts. So I needed to not only find stuff that actually fit Brad Pitt rambling off on what has to be the very expensive drugs. <laughs> I want some. And actually have it make sense, but also be saying something more. And then I'm using Dragon Ball. So <laughs> where, as much as I love the show, 87% of the show is two guys standing. 3% right. of it is when they're actually throwing punches at each other. <laughs> and perhaps the other 10% is really what... I'm looking for. Right. And most of that is just dialogue. Oh. So, so protect me from Swedish furniture. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was the what? example I wanted to bring up was the Swedish furniture. And the scene is Dr. Brief's place with some little toy for trunks and this big balloon thing pops yeah, out of it. Yeah, it's he's in some sort of nursery like a right. room they made for the baby and he's playing with a toy or something like that <laughs> but i needed not just something that would fit because honestly i could get a chair a shot of one of their chairs and uh, toriyama kira does do neat yes neat little doodads <laughs> and stuff i certainly could have found something but would that say anything would that 
push forward the story. Or would you even know that was a piece of Swedish furniture? Yeah. I mean, I, I I, you really got to sit there and you have to think about it and say, well, how can I say something new if I'm just repeating whatever Brad Pitt said? So... <laughs> Yes, so, master. <laughs> so are you or are you not proud of This Is DBC Live? I've kind of heard two conflicting stories come I, out of you. I'm proud of everything that I've done to the point of what was accomplished. I am frustrated by what was not accomplished. That, ext- that makes sense. I'm extremely proud of the reaction. And fortunately, a lot of people helped me with it. So I can be very proud of the help that other people gave. Uh, Lucas Chen, who is my longtime contributor, who is helping with so many videos. He moved in for the last couple of days. I mean, he was there for, for a month or so while we were working on it. But he moved in for the last couple of days, essentially, and he was he was there up until the end. When that video played and we got that response, I leapt up. I ran the 30 or 40 rows. <laughs> yes, Otakon's video room is that big. <laughs> 30 or 40 rows and found him and just started hugging him. And we were both jumping up and down and, and crying at that and, point. And so were we, and so was the entire audience. Yeah, it was it was really crazy. I would like to remind everybody, or people who haven't been there, that was also the same year that Tim Park's uh, Tim Park's big video... Right now. Right now. Yeah, right now was... So you had everybody cheering for, for This Is Your Life, and then about a half hour later, Right Now came out, and... <laughs> had the same reaction essentially although that was right. for anime in general yeah uh, i remember the moment when you see the little girl dancing and it flashed on the screen right now an anime fan is born and i was sobbing for probably the rest of the video <laughs> i was very very proud to be an anime fan there yeah we're very used to being put down to putting ourselves down to not really being proud of what we are and, and what we're into and i I think it's Dragon Ball fans. You can (laughs) (laughs) identify what I mean. I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) Well, we get picked on a lot. And so here was somebody who was coming right out and not even just pretending or or saying, like, yeah, it's cool to be a geek or whatever, but someone who actually said, I'm actually proud of this. Right. And at that time, maybe I did some of the same thing with Dragon Ball. I'm proud to be a Dragon Ball fan. And it's not even from the point of view of someone who's like, oh, this is a guilty pleasure I don't like to admit it. I can sit down and tell you why I like it. And I was an English major. (laughs) I I, I can do this. (laughs) Um, Film studies. I can tell you why this this is actually a good show and also why it's severely misunderstood by most people. I've kind of been working on another Dragon Ball Z video for about three years. (laughs) Um, Mostly because I started working on it really hard for a couple of weeks and then had to put it aside to work on my other big project. So it's still sitting there. Right. Uh, the, the big problem that I've got with this video, it's a little too specific. Uh, it's also, I really have this feeling that I have to do something new or else why bother doing it? Mm-hmm. And it's still feeling fairly typical. So until I can get that hook of what makes this new, what gives me a very strong emotional bond, I, I just can't do it. Well, on the so, plus side, the footage is out now. So <laughs> Well, yeah, a lot of what I wanted to do was on tape at the time. So I am very excited. Great Sayaman is, is now out. <laughs> I look forward to it. Well, so. I'm doing a video that's essentially a drama piece, and I'm excited about Great Sayaman. So that alone, <laughs> that alone speaks that, volumes. That could, I mean, it's, it's not the classic that is the Garlic Jr. saga. <laughs> oh, Garlic. <laughs> but... But it's it's some of it. It's easily my my favorite my favorite awesome. part of Dragon Ball Z. 
Great Sandlot because it's atypical. It's right. very different. Right. It's uh, self-satire. It's spoof. Definitely. And that's what I love about it. So we're going to move from music videos now to something else that you've been involved with. And this is... Underage fan- women? Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> fan dubs or fan parodies. Scott, can you explain for the uninitiated, what exactly is a fan dub or a parody from where you're coming from? A fan dub... It very simply is when you take footage and you put a new audio track on top of it. This audio track has to be something that you've recorded or else it's not a dub. It's just audio replacement. You've probably seen stuff like this on maybe Nickelodeon, things like that, where you have an old cartoon and you'll just change the dialogue, change the script, and you'll re-record it. In the case of an anime fan parody, they tend to get very elaborate. You'll take a show or two, or in our case, a hundred, <laughs> and mix and match the footage, rewrite script, say whatever it is that you want, play around with it, all the way from the old school ones, which were simply one episode of a show where they would merely redub them in live radio style with a bunch of people hanging around with microphones, and you had to do the whole thing in one take, if you can imagine that. Sound effects were on a tape recorder or phonograph <laughs> that was near one of the microphones, etc., etc. All the way up to what we do now, where we use computers, we'll do multiple takes with editing software, voice editing software, etc. The end result is you'll see anime, probably footage that you've already seen before, but in a whole new way. Completely ripped apart, changed around, modified. Now, the latest parody from you and your cohorts... The newest one is Steam the Movie. Very briefly, can you explain just the basic plot of the movie? Well, I guess there is no basic plot. <laughs> That's going to be tough. It's a very intricate plot with many rewrites. Late night TV in an anime world. That works for me. And what I want to do, again, as this is a Dragon Ball podcast, I want to talk about how Dragon Ball is used, not just in Steam, but in these kind of works in general. When you are looking for footage for a parody, what exactly are you looking for? For. You, do you have a script ahead of time? Do you have just an idea of a type of scene you're looking for? And what brings you to a certain show for that? Well, first thing, you need to know what the project itself is going to be. Once you understand the whole, the big picture, you know whether or not you can go to other shows for scenes or, or, or whatnot. In our first one, this is Otakodom, we were mostly using Fushigi Yugi footage but then we could divert from that slightly and use some other shows. And we did use some Dragon Ball on that. Right. With Steam, the idea was that you're watching television late night in an anime world. So you're flipping channels. There could be commercials. There could be music videos. There could be shows on these other channels. could be anything. With that format, which, by the way, I have never seen work. <laughs> so I'm not really sure why we decided to do it, aside from the artistic freedom to do whatever the hell we wanted. Right. With that in mind, this time, when I'd be watching, uh, scanning through footage, the scenes would kind of present themselves to my head. Oh, I could change this. I could make this this. I could make this into that. So in this particular case, I usually didn't go in with a script. I went looking for what this footage could look like. However, usually I'll have a general idea of what I'm looking for. Then I'll watch the footage, and then I'll find a scene that may fit the very loose criteria and then come up with more specifics as I'm watching the scene. 
with Dragon Ball specifically, what we like to do with it is to take something which has been very overused and use that aspect to our advantage. Most people that aren't fans of Dragon Ball, they've seen it, they, they know a little bit about what it is, it's been all over Cartoon Network, maybe they've seen a few episodes. So we like to use that to our advantage. It's very overexposed. It's very um, like loosely understood. So we can get an immediate audience reaction that usually starts negative. Right. And then completely twist that, that around. That's a question I have for you. What kind of responses from fans do you get with regards to it having Dragon Ball? Are, you mentioned that initially it's typically a negative response. Do they think you're making fun of the show or poking fun at the show or showing love for the show? Or do these all like intertwine and become one mass of Dragon Ball something? Well, see, that's what I was really terrified of. See, if, if I was afraid of pissing off a group of shoujo fans, I'd expect, like, flowers in the mail. <laughs> you know, or, or, you know, a comedy show, I would expect maybe some lighthearted emails. But this is a show about fighting, about people getting killed, about things exploding, <laughs> about entire planets being sent to other dimensions. If there's any group of fans you don't want to piss off, it's them. Oh, dear God, yes. <laughs> Right. So, and and they also usually have very vaulted senses of of how important they are. Like, oh yeah, I'm Vegeta something something something. Not necessarily Vegeta EX, but it there, seems there like, are usually numbers involved. Yeah, there's there's a lot of you know I'm the Super Saiyan Vegeta guy four one nine at AOL dot com. And if I've actually <laughs> named someone's name, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry, man. We didn't mean that. But. That's what I was really expecting. I was expecting people people to look at that and say, like, oh, you're not a Dragon Ball fan. You hate the show. Look at what you're doing. You're making fun of it. But I've actually never had that response. Really? I have huh. never received... Well, most people who think negatively don't bother to write, at least to me. Uh, they, you get all the <laughs> I beg to differ. I was going to say, <laughs> like, I got those mails all the time, and I run a Dragon Ball site, and people <laughs> accuse me of hating the show. Right, like... I like, videos wanted... where I make fun of them or things I've done on the site where I make fun of them. They think I hate the show, but why would I waste the time making a site if I hate the show? That's true. I think but I digress. It, I think some of it is, if you do something well, people realize that... They kind of get it. You put a lot of work into this. If, this if, if you're angry at something and you just don't really care that much, you'll do a half-assed thing and say, like, oh, yeah, Dragon Ball sucks, and, blah, 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 blah. and that, that'd be about it. People will look at that, and they can get pissed off. Right. You're not going to spend, I guess, You're not going to spend, yeah, months and months and months <laughs> working carefully to, fine-tuning To show your hatred for said show. Right. Said people, perhaps, but not, not <laughs> a show, because honestly, the show's not going to care. The show's not going to come up to me and say, I'm hurt, and I'll say... Excellent. <laughs> I've gotten my revenge for all those hours that I've wasted. You know, that's not going to happen. So I have never received anything really negative. I mean, some, some people were questioning, mm -hmm. so do you like Dragon Ball or not? That's what I'll get from people. But while you're doing something that's atypical, while you're changing, while you're taking the norm and turning it, turning it on its, its ear, while you're doing that, you also have to come up with something that's good by itself. If you don't do that, then it's going to come off as, as hatred. It's going to come off as crap. So if I do something in, in a negative way, but the person who's watching it says, you know, I think that person doesn't like my favorite character. But that was actually funny. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was true. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, that was true. Also, 
my stuff tends to be kind of subtle that way. And I think people who know the show look and say, maybe on the surface they'll say, well, that person's using my favorite character. But then if they really, really know that character and they look at it and they say, wow, the person who made this really, really knows his character. He must right. also be a fan. Right. Now, we've talked about what this end result is with the Dragon Ball footage, but what is it like to actually work with the footage? What does it feel like? The I want to talk about the... The, the graininess, the jerkiness. The, you're you're using Dragon Ball, but then, especially in Steam, you're using all these other shows where the style kind of clashes almost. And how do you make Dragon Ball work with some of the newer shows that you've used? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> or do you feel that you have not made Dragon Ball work with some of the newer shows you've used? Well, I've got a theory. If you're trying to get away with something and you can't, you got to switch gears and throw a spotlight on it. <laughs> so, yes, in Steam, we had this idea that we were going to mix stuff from all different shows. We were going to take things from uh, Ranma, from Kenshin, etc., Tenshi, a whole bunch of different shows, and lots of little pieces from some totally brand new shows. Uh, and I own all of the DVDs that we use. <laughs> Fantastic. Or, or someone here in this room owns all of them. <laughs> and, uh, Speaking of Kenshin. Right. So anyway. <laughs> so you're looking at Dragon Ball. And Dragon Ball is unique in several different ways. But on the technical side, one of the things that Dragon Ball has is absolute crap quality. Right. It's really frustrating. I'm sure you've gone over this in, in your, definitely on your site, probably on your <laughs> podcast. But that is a huge problem with the footage that's available in the U.S. I do not have the Japanese DVDs. So I'm looking at either Funimation DVDs or, in the case of This Is Your Life, half of that was done on the Funimation video tapes. The VHS releases were some of the worst releases I've ever seen. The big green bends at the top of yeah. the screen. So there were scenes that we had that we loved and really wanted to use, but either, well, one out of three tapes I just couldn't capture on my equipment. Right, and at that point, even the Japanese releases weren't out to begin with, so we were right. kind of You were lucky if you could find Japanese laser discs, which is what a lot of the... Uh, a lot of the people who were doing things ahead of, of other people. Uh, right. You do, when you're, you're seeing, so, wow, I've never seen this footage before. Oh, it must be Japanese laser discs. <laughs> and even then, only the movies were released yes, on laser and, and, Yeah. Well, that was my background. I, <laughs> I, I only ever saw the movies up until very recently. So there's very little good looking, not in terms of the art style or anything, but just the, the actual, tech side. Yeah, just yeah. the video quality itself. Well, here's the difference between AMVs and a fanda. In an AMV, you have the audio and it's set. With a fanda, you make up your audio as well as your footage. Right, you have neither. Yeah, you you, you really have neither. You you start almost completely from scratch. Uh, so when you're trying to do something like take a scene and fit it to music, that's difficult. And a lot of times you really benefit from having that limitation. You know that this shot is only needs to be a half a second long or, or whatnot. Well, we would take footage and we would record a line that we thought was good. Listen to it. That's not very good. Let's do this again. Record it over and over and over again. And then I'd finally say, wow, okay, that is a great take. I really like that take. Then I go and look at the footage and I can't edit that footage very well so that the lip flaps fit what the person's saying especially if it's a really poor quality show. Right. It's Unfortunately, like, Dragon Ball suffers very greatly from the jitters. Right. Now, Dragon Ball, I mean, 
even just re- disregarding Funimation's releases, Dragon Ball was a show that ran for a decade on pretty much a weekly basis yeah, for they, that entire time. Not not their fault at all that it was like that. Uh, you also have to realize... <laughs> God forbid it be so popular. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you also have to realize a lot of shows, when they first start, they're not banking on them being big and popular. No. That show could easily have been a show that was on for one or two weeks and then dropped off. Right. And then that was it. Yeah, when it got more popular... And they started running for years and years. I mean, before they got into Z, then, of course, they realized, wow, there are a lot of people watching this. We should be more careful. <laughs> Unfortunately, you've got a weekly schedule. Right. So even if you realize that and you have a little bit more money coming in and whatnot, you really don't have the luxury of taking your time. Hmm. You take a look at the movies, and they're better, but they still have jitters. And they still have those awful schmegma <laughs> in, in between two scenes where they're taped together. Right. And luckily... they glue the scenes together. A lot of that they've cleaned up fantastically for the Japanese DVD releases. Oh, yeah. Which doesn't help us a whole lot right now with (laughs) (laughs) these projects being finished for the most part. Oh, yeah. But it helps future projects anyways. Oh, indeed. Well, hopefully those things will continue to get better. If I have, say, somebody speaking and there's four or five mouth flaps and yet in the original they only flap once or twice... Music video creators know you have to try to loop the footage, you have to try to play around with it, do something creative with it, pull the individual cells out, etc. It gets worse with fan dubs because, well, you tend to overwrite. <laughs> you tend to really... Because you have this, this... It's not even just a blank piece of paper. You don't even know the size of the paper. <laughs> there was so, paper? Yeah, well... Uh, it's as much room as my computer could fit a text file, <laughs> which is pretty big. It is big. There were several older shows that we used. Ranma is actually worse in many ways than Dragon oh, yeah. Ball Z, as as far as the jitters go. Yeah. Uh, inconsistency with character designs is definitely worse with Ranma, and this was one of our main shows. And Dragon Ball was also one of our main shows, as I'm sure you know. Our head bad guy. We used Mr. Satan. However, just like we've wanted to take things and twist them and turn them on their ear, our character based on Mr. Satan is the only smart, together (laughs) guy who actually understands what's going on. That's true. So that was the that was that was the big twist. He was he's the evil overlord guy. But with him in Dragon Ball Z, of course, Mr. Satan is a spoof of wrestlers he's right. he's comic relief well in ours he's kind of the straight man he's, <laughs> he's the bond villain but he's a bond villain who's read the evil overlord list he's seen the bond movie and <laughs> taken it to heart and he's seen the bond movie well we cut that scene out but theoretically he's seen the bond movies and he's smart so yeah if people were actually following and saying oh what are they going to do to dragon ball now and then they look <laughs> at that they're going an intellectual they're going to go wait a minute they made the goofy guy smart. You did not expect that. So you didn't even expect that. And you said, <laughs> holy crap, you're right. That's what they did. But I realize you're not around for, for all of the script meetings. Just, just, the, just the ones involving your characters most of the time. Right. Neither of which were Dragon Ball. You played a Kenshin character. No, you played Goku. I did. I played Goku at least three times. Wow. He's one, kind of a Dragon Ball One character. of which was a Kenshin character cosplaying a Dragon Ball character. Right, right. And the other time it was somebody else cosplaying a Dragon Ball character. So both times it was people dressed up as Dragon Ball Damn characters. It. Well, I like to think it's Goku. 
Well, the one in the Pocky ad was. We've been talking about the footage and how fans see it versus how the creator yourself sees it and what it's like to actually work with the footage. Is there anything truly, truly bizarre you notice? Anything in particular while scanning through the footage? Something in Dragon Ball that you just saw and said, what the hell is this? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's the lovely thing about that show. Either they start passing the pipe around in those weekly <laughs> meetings at the times, or, or they say, you know, Goku's been standing there holding that spirit ball for about nine episodes. We should probably have somebody else do something, and then they'll, they'll <laughs> cut back to Earth, and then you'll see, like, what was it, uh, Chi-Chi trying to get on the ship, and then the, right. the, she, she crashed the, the one spaceship that they had. <laughs> Thanks a lot, bitch. <laughs> but... And that, that's a big problem, too. A lot of times we'll see all these little side story things, these comic relief, these breaks, and I'll have absolutely no idea where they are. I can't find them. I'll remember right. something. But there's an awful lot of that in Dragon Ball. Uh, when I went looking into we did a little YMCA video, and I was sitting there thinking, I need a group of people that I want to say that not only are they gay, <laughs> <laughs> but they're in all of these poses that look like letters. Yeah, it took me about an 18th of a second to think of Great <laughs> Saiyaman and my best friends in the entire galaxy, <laughs> the Ginyu Force. <laughs> so how did that work out for you? Oh, it rocked. <laughs> <laughs> the Ginyu Force are awesome. Now, Scott, we've talked about your Dragon Ball fandom in terms of what you've done with Dragon Ball, the music videos and the fan parodies. But I want to talk about just you and Dragon Ball just curled up in a chair together. On a Friday night, <sighs> the lights off. The first time you saw Dragon Ball was at a convention? Yeah, it was at the first Otakon, I believe. It was either the first or the second one, but I, I think it was the first one. I saw one of the movies. Do you have any idea which one? <laughs> no freaking clue. <laughs> first off, I don't know them by number. I know them by, oh, that's the one where this guy did that to that guy. That's typically how most people learn the movies. They first learn it by oh, yeah. by villain name. And then later by oh, number. Oh, of course. Well, the actual names are something like Tremendous Fight, the incredible blah, 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 on blah, 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 blah. Like, what? And you know them by, by numbers. Oh, yes, that's number four. That's number 32. That's number 111. I know it by villain, number, and title. Yes, well. In Japanese and English. What, yeah, well, you need to. For the rest of us mortals, us mere, <laughs> us, us mere mortals who can't be wished back by Dragon Balls if our brains freeze up, I have no idea what I saw. I remember being kind of cool. I remember thinking, I don't know what people are complaining about. I mean, a villain shows up. There's a big fight. It resolves. I don't know what this problem is. I don't know what they're saying. It, it, it took a half of a year for them to fight this one guy. Right. I don't know what they're talking about. That's because I was watching the movies. <laughs> I was going to say, at that point, there wasn't really... Uh an overwhelming hatred for this show, was there? At the first Sotocon? Oh, that would have been, very, like, what, 94? Very, very 94. Very few people knew. At that point, it was just beginning on American television. Well, even putting that aside, oh, was, the fan subs that, that existed, like, you know, the people that are getting fan subs are fans in the first place. So right. anyone well, that probably knew about Dragon Ball liked it. Anybody who had Dragon Ball typically did not have very much of it. This is what I would find. You would have mm-hmm. two or three tapes that would have a dozen episodes in the middle of a saga. <laughs> And that was oh, about yeah. it. And it's, so, I see that you killed that person. Now we shall fight. Oh, okay, what happens? I don't know. Like, <laughs> the, the, that's, that's all that you would see. So most people were just confused by it. And as I said, this guy's got a circle around his head. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? Sometimes he has it. Sometimes he doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't seem to slow him down. And then I saw this one 
movie where they were obviously in hell. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, movie twelve. Aha! He is dead. <laughs> that was that was about it. What was it about it that kind of drew you back into it? Was it the oh the I women? All what three of them? The women, dude. Tori Hama draws women so hot. That's true. Eighteen. Oh, 17. 18. 18 <laughs> so hot. 17's kind of almost. You know, my favorite is actually <laughs> movie 13, Bulma, with the cigarette. Yeah. And the short hair. Yeah. I, I hate smoking. Yeah, the I, cigarette is the... the yeah, oh, other than that, hell yeah. Man, adult, adult Bulma? Yeah. No, with the red oh, dress. Man. Oh, man. You know, she's, she's complaining, like, I'm so old, and she, she's like... Yeah, uh, look, you're so old. Look at my young youth. I'd do either of them. I don't know what they're talking about. I have no idea. So, be, beyond the women, <laughs> as you said, many fans were just confused. Was it your joint confusion that brought you back to the show? Well, when I made Live and Let Die, I only had a couple of movies, and I really just liked the footage. I didn't mm-hmm. understand the greater context. Uh, by saying my confusion... I don't mean that I would watch something and be completely a moron and not understand what's <laughs> happening. I just didn't understand the larger context. Right. It took me a while to find out that those three guys who looked the same were related and that the <laughs> one was the father of the other two because they don't really talk about that in the movies. No. Every once in a while they would say father or, or, or son or whatever, but mm-hmm. it's essentially a kid show. They don't talk about those relationships very much. We don't even know where these kids came from. And in the real Goku, life... Goku sure doesn't. Yeah. And, and, and in real life, I understand where kids come from. But in a kid show, you don't go into those things. Like, children don't usually know where they come from when they're really young. When they're so, watching Dragon Ball. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so why would you? So a lot of the stuff that we consider crucial to understanding a large epic like that, the relationship between the characters, etc., the movies are the extras. They're the outside. Mm-hmm. They're kind of the bonus features. So you have this DVD movie and you watch a cutscene and you say, right. I enjoyed that scene, but huh? So I would watch these movies and enjoy what I saw and be curious and say, hey, I, I wonder, wonder what else is going on here. But I actually made the very, very large mistake in thinking that the TV show was essentially the same thing as the movies. Mm. Whereas we all know the pacing is totally different. They get much, much more into character. Yeah. Anyway, so I made I made that music video, and I liked it. I enjoyed it enough that when I decided to do the second music video, I sat down and said, "All right, I'm going to have to watch these episodes." I owned an anime store, as as uh, you guys know, and I had racks and racks of Dragon Ball on the shelf just because it's popular. Kids like it. It's on TV. It, it's gonna rent. So I did get them. <laughs> of course, I was wrong. So when I sat down and thought, you know, I'm going to look into this Dragon Ball a little bit in order to do that music video, which was done at the same time as This Is Otakudo. Mm-hmm. So I decided to sit down, because it was definitely going to be an epic-spanning video. <laughs> and it, ha- it, yeah. it, it Just out of sheer need for variety of footage. I didn't want to have the entire thing look like Goku and Vegeta standing on Planet Namek. Because those videos all look the same, because the footage all looks the same. Mm-hmm. So I decided I was going to have it be all over the place, and that was one of the things that was going to help it look really different, was to have footage from all over the place. Right. And that's a long series to get footage from and all over the place. Mm-hmm. Boo wasn't even out then. No. Right. So, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, people were complaining, like, how come there's no Boo? How come there's no Boo? Like, well, there wasn't any. So, <laughs> And that was up through Cell. 
Cell yeah. was was the newest stuff that was out. So my desire to have the variety in that video fueled me to say I need to sit down and watch these episodes because if I'm going to sit down and I'm going to fast forward through these the show's going to be completely spoiled I'm going to understand everything that happens and not have any of the context for it and I really enjoy it so that video caused me to sit down and start watching it I, I had never watched the TV show from beginning of the Saiyan saga several in a row be- right. before that video and I sat down and I watched like Saiyan saga in about three or four days then I watched the next saga, I mean, Frieza, I, I saw in the course of a week. And that's both, the wow. first sorry. halves and the second <laughs> halves. I am I really like the Frieza saga. I really do, and I understand it's, I do it's different. I'm the only person here who doesn't. I like the Frieza saga up until Goku starts fighting Frieza. See, I, <laughs> I, I still really like, I, you know, I guess we've got to have one, one, one Dragon Ball argument here, but and this goes into also being a film student, an English major, <laughs> If somebody is saying that guy is the biggest, nastiest badass in the entire universe, and then they do the very, very typical American movie trick of some sort of cheap shot manages to kill the guy. Mm-hmm. Sure, you can say, well, maybe he is the biggest badass, but the guy just got lucky. But emotionally, you feel let down. Mm-hmm. You feel all this build up and then for nothing. Well, at the end of the Frieza saga, yeah, it took a long <laughs> time. Yeah, a lot of that was filler. But by the time I got to the end of that, I thought two things. One, even though no one has been able to achieve Super Saiyan for thousands of years, yeah, I can believe Goku could do it. Mm -hmm. Because he had to be put through absolute hell in order to get that angry. Absolutely. Right? Like, I could believe it because they took their time building and went to that point. And second, yeah, Frieza's the biggest, nastiest (laughs) badass in the entire galaxy. Frieza is my favorite villain. Unfortunately, right after that, they had the idea, well... (laughs) (laughs) the hell do we go now (laughs) biggest baddest badass okay he's got a he's got a brother who's nastier than him but then what maybe he was out of the galaxy whenever we were saying that i don't know so for for that for that i really appreciate it and i I really like it what were we talking about i just wonder i don't know but that worked for me yeah you're talking about just why you like the show i guess because it's cool. It's cool. This explosion. Now, I, I really have to like something for real, good, solid, dramatic reasons. And it, it's not that I'm trying to be an artiste or whatnot, but I've seen a lot of stuff. I have seen thousands and thousands <laughs> of shows. So for something to stand out, for something to have some sort of staying power with me, it's got to have some substance. And it's not just that Dragon Ball Z is so long that eventually a good episode would have had to have been made, mathematically speaking. (laughs) But there's got to be something to it. And for me, Dragon Ball is about characters and the growth of the characters. Yes. I totally agree. Agreed. Goku starts young, he gets older, he ends up with a family, and the focus of the show moves from character to character, where most shows don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. They're, They're afraid to do that. And Toriyama gets up so far and then says, huh, these American superhero comics are kind of neat. I know. I'll completely and dramatically change my book. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, whatever. I don't care. (laughs) But you were spoofing the Monkey King. It is now the Justice League. (laughs) (laughs) And or X-Men that I will be spoofing now. This stuff makes me money. (laughs) But, but sir, we can't possibly hush now. You will learn how to draw my characters bigger and more stockier and looking more like American superheroes, or I will find a studio that can. 
I'll respect that level of insanity and or drug use. (laughs) (laughs) So what I want to do now is just kind of hit you rapid fire with some Dragon Ball related questions. Yes, master. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite hero? You know, instantly I thought Captain Ginyu, but that's not (laughs) true. That's totally not true. Um, I'll have to say Vegeta. And not because he's big and cool, but because of his dramatic growth. He's big enough at one point to kick his, or to hit his own son in the stomach, look right at Piccolo and say, take these boys away from here, I'm going to kill myself trying to take down Boo. I mean, you don't get that without eight years of him being an asshole. But I, I think that's why I like, I mean, obviously, Goku, I just got to admire him. He's the spoiled little kid. He's not the, I'm an awesome hero that people think he is. If you actually watch the show, you realize the reason that things work is because he is, he's essentially Superman. He is a black and white guy living in a gray world. He believes in good. He believes in doing the right thing. But he's not very sophisticated. He's not very educated. And he doesn't (laughs) probably know that that's what he's doing on the surface. All right. Favorite villain? Crap, I'm also going to have to say Vegeta. <laughs> <laughs> well, that works. Yeah, I... I, Damn, sorry. <laughs> That's fine. Favorite planet? Earth's got the hottest women. I totally have to go with that. Favorite movie? Well, even if I could think of one. The one where... Fair enough. <laughs> the one... though, The one uh, second or third Broly film where little Gohan is fighting with... Or Goten? I Goten. Goten. Is, is, is fighting with Trunks against Broly... And he's sitting there wishing that his father were there, and the and the Dragon Balls click, and maybe that was him, maybe that wasn't. I don't care. I cried for the last five minutes. I've never been able to tell what happens, <laughs> and maybe the rest of the movie isn't all that good, but that five minutes is so amazingly powerful that for me, it just overshadows everything else. Favorite saga, Garlic <laughs> Junior. <laughs> <laughs> No, great say, Um And some of these maybe you, you won't have an answer to, but I'm going to do it anyways. <laughs> Favorite song? Chala. Chala. It's the only one I can remember. Favorite Super Saiyajin level? I like when he was had to struggle. I like the Kaioken technique, which I guess is not a Super Saiyan level, but, you know, that's <laughs> when he was starting. They were that'll, starting to go there. That'll do. Yeah. Favorite video game? You mean Dragon Ball? Preferably. <laughs> <laughs> I've played about two Dragon Ball video games, and they both suck, so I'm just going to have to say no. Fair enough. <laughs> no is a perfectly acceptable answer to that no. And finally, favorite bull, my haircut. Oh, man. I, I kind of like her when she first came out. She was, what, 12? <laughs> I think she's she supposed to be, like, 16. I think but she's I mean, 16. Yeah, but she totally didn't look it. <laughs> We've abandoned Mary. We have. Yeah, I know. Aren't you going to throw a question at me? I'm going to do the same thing for you because I didn't get the chance to do it last time you were on. Favorite hero? Don't take my answer. Piccolo. Piccolo? I don't know why. Favorite villain? Cell. Favorite planet? (laughs) Or Leah. (laughs) Those four. That one insect one that was around for a half an episode. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite movie? Oh, crud. It's the Trunks one. Nine. Which is uh, the one against Bojack. Giri, giri, yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. Yes, that too. That's movie nine. I know, I whip, said you that. You just had to whip that out and hit it on the table, didn't you? That, that was the first one I learned in Japanese. So, yeah. Okay, anyways. Why are you handing her a dollar? <laughs> <laughs> Favorite saga? Uh, androids. Favorite song? 
<laughs> Ooh, space people do be easy, and they're gonna make fun of me because it it's a damn count. image song. It doesn't count. Yes, it does count. Kageyama rapping doesn't count as a Dragon Ball song. He raps really fast. <laughs> I, I like that one. Fair enough. <laughs> Favorite video game. Mm. Th- they're sitting over there. Why I know. Why won't you yeah, play, them? play them? Okay. Play them. Three. Budokai three. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> three. <laughs> oh my one. god, they know their video games by numbers too. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite Super Saiyan level? Uh, Five. Second, because I guess we only really see Gohan. Oh, I guess we see Goku, see Goku a little bit. Vegeta. Like I like two. Okay. And favorite Bulma haircut? Mm, that's tough. I like. I have to agree with you that the oldest Bulma, not the oldest, the the Boo era Bulma is the hottest. The totally. short haircut. Totally. The, the, the the stupid perm that she had in That's hilarious. <laughs> oh my god. I mean I I get that it was done for humor, <laughs> but I was too busy retching to see the rest of the episode, so And a Daisenshu EX podcast at this point would not be complete without taking a jab at Viz just because unintentionally we seem to every episode. Hey, let's make it a tradition. Let's how can we intentionally do an unintentional? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. It At sounded his. cool. Uh, you know, I bet if your real lackey was here, <laughs> that would have made sense. Thoughts on the term Hercule staying in the manga? Oh! Staying in the manga? I guess they have to for consistency's sake. But Oh, I've got uh, my bitch. I'm not happy with it. <laughs> I've got my Viz manga, Dragon Ball bitch. Yes. Rochambeau. <laughs> remember that? <laughs> Tell us about it. Please. When, when the Ginyu Force is trying to choose who they get to beat up first, which they really shouldn't have been in such a hurry, <laughs> they say, not let's play a uh, rock, paper, scissors, or Jinpo Ken. They say, let's Rochambeau for it. And then they start doing rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> now, now this, is, this is retarded, and I hope you don't get letters for that. No. In two ways. First, if you know what the term Rochambeau is, which was from South Park, it means to kick somebody in the nuts back and forth (laughs) until one person passes out, and that person is the loser. So if you know what it is, you say, this is stupid. (laughs) Second, if you don't know what it is, why throw that word in there? Why do they say something that makes no sense? Gee, Viz, this seems to have come up many times over the years stop so you either get the reference in which case you think of this as morons for using it or you <laughs> don't get the reference and then say what the hell does that word mean it can't work on either level so to answer the question for all billion of you who have been asking us why we don't like the viz translation we'll answer all lately, of your emails eventually well there you go <laughs> <laughs> that is everything i have on my outline yes i had an outline for this episode Mary, do you have any questions for Scott? You know, I did, and I forgot. The answer Holy is crap. yes. I'm still single, so be sure to send your your. <laughs> yes, ladies, if you're in New ladies Jersey. or well, I am getting pretty desperate too. <laughs> Scott, do you have any questions for us? <laughs> <laughs> do you want your Kenshin DVDs back? <laughs> yes. yes. I forgot to bring them. You see all that empty space on the DVD That's shelf. That's reserved for ah. Kenshin. That's for Kenshin. Um, I would say things have been changing for fans over the years. Long time ago, fandom was very, very small. Getting episodes of anything was difficult for an incredibly elaborate show or incredibly long show like Dragon Ball was impossible. Now things are very easy. People download stuff, which is, you know, I'm 
horrendously against. <laughs> uh, download episodes. Anime cons are humongous things. You can easily find other people that share your interest by looking on the internet. That's where things are now. Where do you think fandom, especially for things like Dragon Ball Z, is going to be in the future? I don't think Dragon Ball is going anywhere anytime soon. I think it's just... If it's lasted this long, it's not going anywhere. Right. It's been, what, 10 years since it was released here domestically? In this country, yeah. And they're still managing to put out products for it. It's still... I mean, it's not the trend it was maybe five years ago, but they're still making the games for it. They're still making... Right now, I think the video games are totally carrying it, at least, Mm -hmm. for now. And then over in Japan, they have this huge surge of new merchandise. And it's not just the DVDs and the manga. There's, oh my god, so much other stuff. And I hope some of it comes over here. I think they're going to find that those who initially started watching it, just like in Japan, they are getting older and they want to revisit it. And, I mean, we never stop liking it. And we want to keep revisiting it. It's a nostalgia thing. Yeah. Whereas in Japan, they kind of grew up with the characters because they did have it beginning to end. And that's something we never really quite got here where we started with Dragon Ball for 13 episodes and then it skipped to Z and then the home releases were totally out of order. So we never quite got that beginning to end Right, it was almost thing. as bad as if we were watching fan subs. Right. Sometimes or we like Growing up with a show like, say, Friends or Star Trek or whatever that, that had cultural impact. Yeah. Very different from years later sitting down and watching it all in a DVD box set. Right. Because it doesn't I, have the cultural impact. Right. And I think we're going to do that. We're, we're going to realize, hey, we love Dragon Ball. Let's, let's keep revisiting it over and over and over. Well, that's the, that's the products. But what do you think about the fans? The fans? I think... They what's petrol- fandom going to be like over the next couple of years? In They're terms pro- of Dragon Ball or in terms yeah, of... Yeah, in terms of... Well, I think it's all, uh, it's all interlocked. Some people say that if you're a fan of one show, that's it. But it's, it's pretty hard to stay a fan of just one show. You eventually pick up other oh, things right. that you, you do. like. I- I'm going to say the fans are perpetually 12. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, nobody in this room. <laughs> that's true. But a lot of people have Dragon Ball as their kind of gateway anime. And I totally mm. understand that because it kind of was for me. And then you branch off and you find other shows that you like, whether they're quote-unquote more mature shows or whatever. It's different. Right. But Dragon Ball's always there. And like I said, it's not going anywhere. And I think, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know how quite to put it in words. I think Here's in terms of the fans, I've seen this more within the last two years, that now that it's being rebroadcast on Cartoon Network, or at least it was, right. people are kind of coming out of the Dragon Ball closet saying, oh, oh well, definitely. I used to like this show and then I hated it, but I guess I can admit that it, I like it again now. Yeah, it's, it's almost cool to like Dragon Ball again. Well, it was difficult to like it when you were constantly watching three or four episodes over and over and over again. They would <laughs> loop stuff where you were seeing... The same fight every week. But Back it was only in my day, one. we had the Saiyajin Saga repeat for two years. <laughs> and we liked it. And we liked it. <laughs> got up at 7 in the morning. 5.30. Oh, damn, you got me beat. Yeah. Got up at 7 in the morning and I watched my VCR. <laughs> Remember those things? So, does that answer your question? Probably yeah, not. Just like asking questions. Right? All right. <laughs> so, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. We will try and give... As much contact and video and product, etc. information with these show notes on the site. Daizenshu EX can be found at www.daizex.com. Scott, can you tell us where we could find, or not we, because we are part of it, but the audience. Oh, where, royal we. <laughs> where could the audience find uh, 
Steam or this is Otakonom, where you can, can they... You cannot download them on my site. No, no. <laughs> you can try. Uh, if it's there, <laughs> neither of us is aware of it. Well, I'm more of the artist side than the tech side. I'm, I'm slowly picking up the tech side, and I uh, don't have a, a, a very good internet connection. So unfortunately, I can't email or upload copies to anyone. The only thing that I can do is the old school fan sub style where you mail me videotapes and I'll send you back I'll send you back copies. Information can be found at HTT slash whatever whatever welcome period two slash otakudum for information on this is otakudum. And very soon there will be a website Steam the Movie, I believe dot com dot com or dot org. We're working on it right now. Or you can email me at kdreams at eticom.net, K-D-R-E-A-M-S at E-T-I-C-O-M-M dot net. And we will replicate all of those links on the show notes. But check out an anime con near you, because we'll be trying to get all of our stuff shown. And if you know of any anime cons or anime clubs or whatnot that you think would like to show any of our stuff, which has some Dragon Ball content, <laughs> I'm, I'm still not sure why I'm here, uh, then write to us because we definitely want to get it out there. We're going to go ahead and wrap up for the week. Next week, Julian theoretically is going to be back with us and talking in incoherent Japanese. So stay tuned to the site. We will let you know what's coming up. We'll probably go over at least what's coming up for the rest of December, which isn't a whole lot at this point, but there's a couple things. And that's everything I got. Scott, do you have any final words for our lovely Dragon Ball fans? Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Merry do you have any final words? Well, just fine. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you'll have me back soon. By what? By what? I'm here. I'm a consumer. <laughs> that is it for episode four of Daizenshu EX the podcast. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.